In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. Hey, everybody. Before the show gets started, just wanted to give a special thanks to MSG Entertainment and the Chicago Theater for hosting me, Ashley Ray, Abby McEnany, Ali Barthwell, Kim Quinlan, and the Chicago Gay Men's Chorus for this week's episode of Love It or Leave It. Thanks so much and enjoy the show. Baby, let's start the show. We got a while to go. 
Chicago Gay Men's Chorus. That was amazing. Great job. Welcome to Love It or Leave It, Live or Else, coming to you from New York and L.A.'s favorite nibbling. <laughs> nibbling being the non-binary term for a niece or nephew you plan to eat. We have got a great show for you tonight. Ali Barthwell is here to explore the criminal underbelly of this less perfect union of ours. Ashley Ray punishes me for not knowing enough about this city of yours. Abby McEnany is here for some deep dish gay news. A local mom has some thoughts on a certain Supreme Court decision. And Kim Quinlan joins everyone for some takes hotter than a Midwestern July day. And we're going to be doing live high notes. So excavate those brains for some hope God forgot to expunge. But first... Let's get into it. What a week. Rumor has it Donald Trump might be planning to announce his 2024 candidacy as soon as this fall. But at least we've got the rest of this innocent, carefree summer where everything's going our way. <laughs> Announcing his candidacy this summer. Oh no, said Merrick Garland, I missed my chance to not be accused of politicizing the next election. Oh well, back to bed. So, so tired. A tired Merrick Garland. Sleepy, sleepy, sleepy. <laughs> the January 6th committee says Secret Service members deleted texts from January 5th and 6th. According to a letter sent by the Homeland Security Inspector General to members of Congress, look, obviously this is deeply concerning, but if I texted my work husband that Trump choking me out and the beast turned me all the way on, I'd delete it too. <laughs> No matter what the IG says. <laughs> you gotta get rid of that text. You'd rather go to jail than have that text come out. <laughs> the Secret Service alleges the texts were lost due to device replacement program, but they were raised shortly after they were requested by investigators. I want to make fun of this claim, but I lost my phone once, and now I'm five years deep in a text conversation with who? I really don't know. There's no name, just a number. They're either my closest female friend or an Uber driver. <laughs> Texas is suing the Biden administration over their announcement that federal law states hospitals and doctors have a legal obligation to provide abortions if the mother's life is in danger, no matter what the local law might say. Your Honor, if Texas doesn't have the right to let Texans die preventable deaths, then how do you explain our gun laws or failing power grid or COVID policies? We have a brand to uphold. <laughs> Partner? <laughs> 
Lauren Bobert's gun-themed restaurant, Shooters, located in, of course, Rifle, Colorado, closed down after the lease was revoked by the building's new owners. Yeah. Yeah. Let's hear it for landlords. <laughs> Doesn't seem right. Doesn't seem right. <laughs> the owners also run a cannabis dispensary and said they felt a moral imperative to end the lease. The restaurant previously made headlines in 2017 due to a diarrhea outbreak involving 17 people. <laughs> Public safety reminder, if you plan to eat at a restaurant run by Lauren Boebert, remember, always assume that your ass is loaded and never point your ass at something unless you intend to destroy it. Meanwhile, in California, as a result of redistricting, longtime right-wing anti-gay California Republican Ken Calvert's very red district has become a bit more purple because he has some new constituents. Gay as hell Palm Springs. <laughs> to save his job after decades of anti-gay votes and once sending out lavender flyers to mock a gay opponent, but now facing a challenge from a gay former federal prosecutor, he has moderated on issues like marriage equality. It wasn't always my position, it's a different country than it was 30 years ago, said Ken Calvert in full drag. <laughs> On the East Coast, the average Manhattan rent has broken $5,000 for the first time in the city's history. What's New York if no one can take a chance and move there? If it was this expensive 100 years ago to move to the Lower East Side, there'd be a bunch of Eastern European Jews fire lapping at their doors saying, you see this letter from Jaime? At these prices, we'll take our chances with the Russians. I want you to know something. Uh, with the pogrom was the alt. <laughs> and we just... <laughs> and we felt that was... <laughs> we felt that was too hard. <laughs> and I think that based on your reaction to the Russians, I think we made the right decision. The internet rallied behind a 14-year-old submission to New York's Ulster County Board of Elections sticker contest, a grinning, rainbow-covered, red-eyed human head with spider legs declaring, I voted! <laughs> I love it. I just love it. Nothing has captured the experience of voting <laughs> as, as this does. I've never seen the experience of looking down at the ballot and <laughs> clawing at it with a pencil. In this age, much like this red-eyed freak, I think that should be the I Voted sticker. It's our last election ever. Let's have some fun with it. <laughs> Speaking of elections, John Fetterman's campaign for Senate paid Jersey Shore star Snooki to make a cameo clowning on Dr. Oz, Fetterman's opponent. I know you're away from home and you're in a new place, but Jersey will not forget you. I just want to let you know I will not forget you. Um, and don't worry, because you'll be back home in Jersey soon. This is only temporary. So good luck. You got this, and Jersey loves you. I don't need politics to be fun all the time. But wouldn't it be nice if it was a little more often as fun as the Fetterman campaign is having obliterating Dr. Oz. <laughs> They're really taking pleasure with it. I love it. Always pointed out that he's filming these things in New Jersey. Pointed out every time he takes a picture like a tourist. I love it. Dr. Oz posing with a Philly cheesesteak. He doesn't eat Philly cheesesteaks. You can see it in his eyes. He's fucked. He has rich skin. You know? He can't come back from rich skin. It's a choice he made. If you want to have rich skin, you don't get to be a senator from Pennsylvania. 
You can maybe make it in California or New York, but you're not going to get it out. You're not going to make it in Pennsylvania. The geniuses over at Peloton capitalized on the internet's thirst for Christopher Maloney with a new commercial featuring the Law & Order star exercising in the nude. Apparently, some people think the way I work out is strange. Honestly, I don't get it. Bump, bump. <laughs> Peloton, come on. You don't have to try so hard. You won us over when you killed Mr. Big. <laughs> Obviously, this should have been in gay news, and that was a mistake, and we're sorry. <laughs> Scientists transplanted genetically modified pig hearts into two recipients who are on life support but have been declared legally brain-dead in an experiment they say shows encouraging science for potential trials in humans. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the way they figure it out if it worked is a doctor leans down and whispers to the unconscious brain-dead patient, Oink, if you love this. <laughs> Sorry, that one was for me. <laughs> I love that. It made me happy. Can anybody just sign up to be part of these experiments? If so, this is my verbal consent form. If I'm gone, get in here and get weird with it. <laughs> science is great. We love science. We love science here. Huh? Yeah, science. <laughs> Applaud if you love science and care about your horoscope. Full of shit. Full of shit. It's a dumb shit. Horoscope people. Oh, you're such a Scorpio. Are you? Are you a Scorpio? What are you? Oh, what, a, what does that mean? What is the position of the... What does your shirt say? Here for John Lovett, you have a sparkling... Sh for Lyle Lovett. Sit down. Sit down. Wait a second. Hold on a second. Were you actually here to see Lyle Lovett? No. What is going on? <laughs> She's being a Scorpio. I'm, get <laughs> I'm getting the move, it on, move a little long fingers from the production team. You don't give me the fingers. I swear to God, I'm a Leo, so I will <laughs> drag this out. A previously unknown self-portrait of Vincent Van Gogh was discovered at the National Galleries of Scotland on Thursday. The portrait was found on the back of Head of a Peasant Woman. This is the original deleting a nude but forgetting to delete it from your recently deleted folder. <laughs> Experts warned against herbal abortion device that circulated on TikTok that advises viewers to use mugwort and parsley to terminate an unwanted pregnancy. Do not learn how to do abortions on TikTok. TikTok is where you diagnose ADHD, autism, narcissism, and bisexuality. But nothing further than that. That's it. The only medical advice you should get on TikTok is a person who heard one thing from their therapist and then records a video saying, this is a universal truth that applies to everyone seeing this video. That is what TikTok is for. In honor of National French Friday, Heinz has created an abomination called Spoon Fries, which are French fries shaped like spoons, allowing sickos and perverts to shovel in the maximum amount of ketchup. <laughs> after all we've learned, and after all we've been through as a society, it is a mistake to give Donald Trump a ketchup catapult. <laughs> the damage he will do to our institutions. With that... An article in The Cut explored the ongoing battle within a Princess Diana fan group to prevent users from posting their masturbation schedules. Yeah, you heard me. 
I was on the forum, though, and all I saw was someone letting everyone know when Big Ben would be chiming. Wait, I get it. As I said it, I heard it. I heard it. Shut it down. <laughs> and finally, 4,000 beagles have been rescued from a Virginia dog breeding facility and are looking for new homes. Luckily, one area woman promised to take 101 of the dogs immediately. No questions asked. <laughs> when we come back, it's time for the Cell Block Tango. Hey, don't go anywhere. There's more of Love It or Leave It coming up. Love It or Leave It is brought to you by Angel's Envy. How can envy be a motivating force that inspires people? I don't know. I mean, Maybe look at look at Elon Musk. I mean, just, you know, <laughs> en- envy makes the world go round. Envy and FOMO. That's basically it. That's a ba- yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's, the Half, that's capitalism. <laughs> envy is commonly regarded as a vice, but it can be a good thing. Envy can be a catalyst for creation, Ooh. inspiring the world to raise the bar. Okay. And Angel's Envy is a bourbon that is worth the envy. Yeah, I was wondering where we were going with this. Angel's Envy bends the traditional rules of whiskey. It's a little different from all other bourbons out there. This bourbon makes the perfect gift for any occasion. Angel's Envy are the pioneers of secondary finishing in bourbon and one of the first full production urban distilleries in downtown Louisville. With its unique bottle design, Angel's Envy bourbon finished in port barrels is sure to be the envy of any bar cart too. Look for Angel's Envy bourbon finished in port barrels. Please drink responsibly. Copyright 2024, Angel's Envy, bottled by Louisville Distilling Company, Louisville, Kentucky. And we're back. Here in Illinois, you know a thing or two about politicians who think a little showmanship and notoriety means you can razzle-dazzle your way out of accountability for rampant law breaking. (laughs) But it doesn't always work, does it? For of your last 10 governors have gone to prison. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Don't pat yourselves on the back. (laughs) And it would have been five, except Len Small got acquitted, and then eight of his jurors got state jobs. (laughs) And that's how you tamper, Trump. Take a memo. Learn from the master. (laughs) Early 20th century Illinois governor Len Small. Of course, no one has tried to evade accountability with pizzazz harder than Trump, except maybe Roxy and Velma from Chicago. Here to help us figure out who in Trump's inner circle only had himself to blame, it's the wonderful Allie Barthwell. Hi, hi. What's up, Chicago? Okay, where are my suburbs in the house? Did you boo? <laughs> He booed the suburbs. Wow, he booed the suburbs. Incredible energy for the second row. (laughs) (laughs) How you doing? I'm doing great. I put on an underwire bra. I'm out to have fun. And that's sort of like a structure. It's like an undergirding. It's an immovable bridge Uh is what's happening. An immovable bridge. Yeah. A shovel-ready project. We we built back better. We built back better. We built back better. You like Chicago? I love Chicago. I'm from the suburbs. <laughs> Oak Park, River Forest, where are we at? I feel like what's happening here is the New York equivalent is this person's shouting, bridge and tunnel, bridge and tunnel. You yeah. know what I mean? That's what he's doing yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Which again is interesting second row energy. It's an interesting tactic. Interesting tactic. <laughs> he's in merch, we forget yeah. him. You better have been born at Northwestern Hospital, I swear to God. Where were you born, sir? Where were you, sir, where were you born? What hospital? 
You're born in DC. You're born in DC. Okay. I live in Chicago. Pop. I will tell you something. Something I've learned doing these shows all across the country. Yeah. A bunch of progressives can get into a room and they can believe every tolerant, kind, generous, open-hearted concept in the world. But when it comes to their own city, they are as nativist as Don Jr. after a line of coke. They are just. They're like. You're from three feet outside the city line, you fuck. Go back to where you came from. Hot Park Ridge. It is like some fucking hot-ass Calvin Coolidge, old-school 1920s nativism yeah, here in Chicago. exactly. Allie. Yes? You can like the life you're living. You can live, live the, the life, life you, you like. like. You can even marry Harry and mess around with Ike. Unless you're one of the many duds and chuds who tried to help former President Donald Trump overturn the 2020 election, in which case you're likely in the middle of a legal battle that will, God willing, end with your imprisonment. So in honor of this summer's January 6th hearings, here's a game we're calling He Had It Coming. He Had It Coming. You guys remember that? You're not more of a cat's crowd, are you? Anyway, here's how it's going to work. I'm going to ask Ali a question about a lawsuit, charges, or other legal action against Trump or one of his cronies. If you get the answer right, we're going to play He Had It Coming. If you get it wrong, you get this. Uh-uh. <laughs> Yuck. <laughs> Giving you an uh-uh. Put it on some merch. Are you ready? <laughs> Question one. This is a fill-in-the-blank question. After a judge shot down Steve Bannon's attempts to avoid a contempt trial for joggering his January 6th subpoena, Bannon's lawyer David Schoen declared in court, what's the point in going to trial here if there are no what? Isn't it like, oh, oh. They phoned a friend around. I, I really wanted to try. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> I'm a big girl. I can do it myself. <laughs> we'll let you know when we want audience participation. All right. We'll let you know. I'm going to Bethesda, Maryland, right there in the second row if I need something. <laughs> <laughs> I've never How are you doing there? Foggy Bottom? Nope. Soggy Bottom? Nope. What are the two suburbs at the end of the red line? Here or in D.C.? No, D.C. Okay, we're losing them. We're losing them. <laughs> They'll come back. They'll come back. They're... Who likes Chardonnay? We got them back. We got them back. We got them back. We got them back. They feel things deeply and briefly. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. All right. This one's a twofer. Okay. okay. Trump had to cancel a rally in what state to testify in an ongoing probe into his finances in what other state? Okay. The probe was in New York. Correct. And I'm going to guess, oh, Tennessee? Close. Close. (laughs) It was North Carolina, but you were were in the ballpark. You were in the ballpark. You were in the ballpark. Speaking of New York, last week a judge ruled real estate firm Cushman & Wakefield has to pay how many thousands of dollars per day until they comply with a subpoena that seeks to gain insight into how Trump organization inflated the value of its real estate holdings. This is a word problem, so... How, how, <laughs> how much are they being fined per day? Is it 1000 10000 or 20000 120000 10, Correct. 10000 per day. <laughs> accountability, so I think that number should be higher. It should be higher. He had it uh, a judge ruled that Bill Barr can be subpoenaed by Dominion Voting Systems as part of their lawsuit against what network? OAN? So close. Uh-uh. It was Fox News. Fox News! 
Trump ally Patrick Byrne, who allegedly attended that pivotal December 18th meeting with Trump to push election lies, is testifying before the January 6th committee today. He was the CEO of what website? I'll give you a hint. It's not Wayfair. <laughs> it's not eBay. It's Overstock.com. You got it. Seven Trump allies, including Rudy Giuliani, Lindsey Graham, were subpoenaed by this county's attorney general, who is reportedly considering charges, uh, including conspiracy and racketeering, for their attempts to tamper with a federal election in Georgia. In Georgia. Fulton? Correct. Hell yeah. There's, um, do you ever like, um, like see a TikTok or something and you keep watching it because you want to hear more of the song? When you hear he, like the first line of yeah. He Had It Coming, it's just like, I, I'm in. I was I'll in, watch the whole thing. I was in <laughs> Vegas and I was at a Britney Spears slot machine and I was just putting money in and I had to realize, oh, I just want to watch Britney Spears videos. <laughs> but my yardstick margarita said, keep putting dollars in the machine. <laughs> <laughs> How far but, down the yardstick were you? Oh, uh, we were at about 35 inches. 35 inches. (laughs) (laughs) Last month, the Washington, D.C. bar brought a disciplinary charge against Rudy Giuliani for pushing fraudulent election allegations in what state's federal court? Arizona. So close. Uh, Pennsylvania. (laughs) So close. The (laughs) The Arizona of the East. (laughs) Let's think about that. Okay, let's see. What's the air? The air? Here's okay. The mm-hmm. Arizona, Arizona of, of the, the East. East, Philadelphia as their Phoenix. I and don't hate know, it. And, Pittsburgh no, as their what's that other city? Tucson. Tucson. What? Ah, uh, yes. You're so Phoenix, angry. Tucson. Tucson, the unspellable one. Where's Tuxin. the C? Where's the Tuxin. S? Not where you think. And no matter which order you put them in, it's the other way. <laughs> I'm in a weird headspace today. I'm having a great time. Uh, so can I ask you something? I'd love for you to. Deep dish pizza. Is that just for tourists or are we eating it locally? We're eating it locally. Here's the thing. You have it on. I love okay, Pequot. Okay, hold I on. I love Pequot. It is not time for hot takes, but I got a fucking hot take. <laughs> if your favorite deep dish pizza is Pequod, you moved here in the 2000s. I'm wow. sorry. I'm sorry. If you have not gone to a birthday party at a Giordano's that has ended in a citywide falling out between two rival families, one Irish, one Italian, then we are not the same. I love a Pequod's. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. But you moved here in 2008, and that shows. And that shows. And that so shows. So where should one go? You want to find, like... A dive that has like a deep dish pizza. Uh, Bird's Place way out in Morton Grove is good. It's like a, you, you want someone where there's like a weird old guy making the pizza. If the server comes up and you're like, I've seen you in an improv show. Not what you want. That's not, not what, what you you're want. looking for. Trump, al- <laughs> Trump ally, Jeffrey Clark, formerly of the DOJ, found his home raided by federal agents. What was Clark wearing as he stood outside his home? A silk bathrobe. Uh, that's incorrect. People had reported. Uh uh-uh. uh. People. Uh uh. People had reported it. I put a little spin on that one. People have reported it as PJs, but it really was just a work shirt and underwear. 
And I just don't understand. Like a button-down Oxford. Like a button-down Oxford. And, and underpants. And, and some kind of boxer. Well, that said he was in underwear and thought, ooh, I got to look nice. And threw <laughs> a shirt on. <laughs> he had a French cuff, a cuff link. You love it. That's got to be a day you think about your choices. You know, I don't care what you say on television. I don't care what your public statement says. You're standing on your driveway in a pair of boxers, your work shirt. Agents are in your home. You are not confident. You don't feel good and assertive. You may feel wronged. And you can't get that day back. You can't get like, it back. Like, you can't recover from that morning. And then you glance up, and those are news cameras. That's what no, you're looking no at. No one's ever had that happen and been like, mm, can't wait to get a spin class. Like you. Yeah, oh, that day is fucked. You take the rest of the afternoon. When arrested on contempt of Congress charges stemming from his refusal to testify before the January 6th committee, Trump ally Peter Navarro demanded he be allowed to call a TV producer instead of a lawyer and called the FBI agents who arrested him kind what? I'll give you a hint. <laughs> they like to march. Kind Nazis? Correct. <laughs> Uh, final question. Final question. Were you saying Giordano's is good? Giordano's is like, it's where you go. It's not the best. It's not the worst. It's where you go. Okay. You're like, listen, we got a big party. Where can we seat everybody? Get your mozzarella sticks. We're going to have an afternoon. I feel good about that. I feel yeah. good. That makes me feel good about the choices I've made in every trip I've taken to Chicago. Yeah. If you want to celebrate that your debate team won. And I often do. State. And I often have. I feel like that's the vibe. That is the vibe. <laughs> then Giordano's is for you. They should put that on the box. That is, honestly, I'm having a personal revelation sitting next to you, which is this. I approach every dining experience the way I did in my happiest childhood memories, which is going to a restaurant after some sort of intellectual meat. Yes. Could be a friendlies. It could be some sort of chain pizza restaurant. You're just like, I, I came wanna, in first at extemporaneous yeah. debate yeah. at the speech tournament. Let's face it, it was probably quarterfinals, but still, I'm getting a fribble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Allie. Yeah! <laughs> Last week tonight, please watch it to get a glimpse of that Emmy-worthy writing. Congrats on that. Thank you so and much. And check out her recaps on Vulture. One more time for Allie. She'll be back. <laughs> when we come back... An area mom with a surprising backstory. And we're back. When I think of Chicago, I think of the Bears, the Bulls, and just about the nicest Midwestern moms you can imagine. Here to talk about her favorite Chicago things, it's local woman and absolute sweetheart, Jane Kaminsky. Hi, Jane. Hi. Come join me right here. We'll sit together. We'll sit together. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me, Chicago. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you on. Thank you for writing me that letter on Teddy Bear Stationery. Uh, now, I already know you hate ketchup on your hot dogs. Yeah. Wink at the crowd. But what are some of your favorite restaurants? Oh, geez. So many good ones. It's so hard to list them all out for you. I know it's all online nowadays, but to be honest, John, I still have a little decorative box next to the phone in my kitchen where I keep all the menus. I know the out-of-towners love the deep dish. And hey, I'll have one every now in a blue moon. But I like a crispy crust, if I can be honest with you. I love the crust, John. I need it. Yeah, yeah, crispy crust is good. Yeah, anywho, I'm glad 
and all to talk about some of my favorite local hotspots, John, but we've got more pressing matters on our plates here next to our hot dogs. <laughs> Joke. <laughs> Let me ask you this, John. Do you watch the, the streaming channels? You mean like streaming TV? Like you must be watching The Bear, right? Like set in Chicago, a chef has to find himself as he makes Italian beef sandwiches. Everyone wants to have sex with the lead actor, including me. That show is great. But is it authentic Chicago? Yeah, I'm glad you brought up sex. It is super fun. Especially when you have feelings for the other person. But anyways, no, no. I'm talking about that documentary, you know, the one about the women who did the abortions. Are you talking yeah. about you're talking about the Janes? Yeah. On HBO, the documentary yeah. about the Jane Collective in the late 60s, about how women in Chicago banded together to provide more than 11,000 illegal abortions between 1969 and 1973 before the ruling in Roe v. Wade. Yeah, yeah, I was in that. Wait, what? Yeah, now, I didn't do a sit-down interview, nothing fancy, but um, I'm in a lot of the old footage. You know, in one scene, you can see me putting up one of our Please Call Jane posters with our number on it. I was in the collective, John. Gosh, we had such funny hairstyles back then, didn't we? Wait a second, so you were in the Jane Collective. Like, Jane, you're blowing my mind right now. You were part of, like, Chicago history, like, national history. Was the group named after you? Oh, oh, gosh, you're a sweetie, aren't you? No, 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 it was a generic name to hide our identities, you know, from the police. Half the women in the country were named Jane those days, and the other half were named Linda. Yeah. In fact, two of my daughters are named Linda. Wow, okay. Boy, that's a name that disappeared, huh? Different times. Well, of course, except for having to perform illegal abortions, you'll all find out about that soon enough. Yeah, there are fewer Lindas. Yeah. Yeah, you said it, John. You know, I kept thinking as, as I watched the documentary, oh, I got to call her. Oh, I need to call her back. Oh, I remember her. I should let her know we'll be in town for Sean's graduation. You know, it was a trip down memory lane. Unfortunately, it's also an instruction manual for young people today who are going to have to perform illegal abortions. Okay, God, no matter how many times you say it, it just doesn't get any easier to hear. Yeah, I, I'm going to be saying it a lot, John, now that Roe has been overturned. Maybe I don't mean this the way that it sounds, Jane, but you don't seem like a vigilante abortionist. You seem like a grandma. Who the heck do you think was doing them back then, John? When the conservatives talk about the good old days, they conveniently leave out endless phone calls I personally answered from sobbing women looking for help, trapped and desperate and afraid. Anywho, promise me you'll go see the bean when you're here, John. It's so shiny. Uh, I will. I will see the bean. Great. But to your point, Jane, I was really struck by the moment in the documentary when the former member Eileen Smith pulls out her actual abortion kit and says, I haven't done this in a long time. Yeah, yeah, that brought me back. I'm, I'm going to have to start carrying a bigger purse is, is what I thought when I saw that. I started looking for my Vera my Vera Bradley, the second they overturned Roe, but I think I loaned it to my daughter-in-law. Her name is, uh, is Joan, which is eh. But, uh, but something cool about her is that she's allergic to tree nuts. So Do that's you, important. That's important to know that Joan's allergic to tree nuts. Yeah. All the tree nuts? Oh, yeah, except for pistachios and like six others, but the rest, yeah. Do you still keep in touch with the Janes? Oh, yeah, we're all on um, a WhatsApp thread. You know about WhatsApp? 
Oh, who doesn't know about WhatsApp? Get with it. <laughs> Texting each other photos of our old little dogs and figuring out ways to make our communications invisible from the government. <laughs> you know, cute stuff like that. Starting to think through logistics, which are sizable, to begin performing illegal abortions like we did back then. You know, it's easier in some ways with computers, but then, of course, they'll track you, you know, with the cookies and, and Fitbits and, and whatnot. You've got to start lining up appointments immediately. Yeah, the Fitbits will get you. Yeah. Jane, uh, it can't be this bad, right? Like, not as bad as back then. Like, Illinois, California, New York, Minnesota, there will be states where people can go to get reproductive care, to get abortions. It's never going to be as bad as it was in your time. But what about all the other places, John? What options will they have? I mean, are you going to pay for every pregnant 15-year-old to fly to New York? You know, I just went there to see Funny Girl. I don't get what the problem was. Beanie Feldstein was great. So. Yeah. Yeah. Sure she was. Beanie. Team Beanie. I guess I just mean I hope it doesn't get as bad as it did during your era so we don't have to do what you did. And what did we do, John? Break the law thousands of times and get arrested, which your colleagues eventually do in the documentary. Yeah, well, as one of our founders, Heather Booth, says, I learned that sometimes you have to stand up to illegitimate authority. Oh, I've got to call her. I've got her good Tupperware. It's the glass kind. The glass kind. Which is, it's someone wooed, so that's interesting for their life. (laughs) You know, glass kind is perfect for chili and other foods. It is perfect for chili and other foods. I'm going to be honest, Jane. I know it was the late 60s and early 70s, but the documentary felt so unfathomably far away. It's hard to wrap our heads around the fact that that's also our reality now. Like, sometimes I worry we're very different in 2022. Like, we don't have the stuff to get through this. John, I'll tell you, when we look at the history of this country, there is this pervasive lie that history is made by exceptional men with rare talents. It's not. It's made by us. I, woohoo. I don't like to woo too much. That's braggy. You know, I was just a regular lady with way too many corduroy pants. You know, John, when I look back at it all, the corduroy industry had a stranglehold on all of us. Yeah, yeah, it was too powerful. What was that about? A lot of corduroy in the video. Tight pants. Tight corduroy. Well, thick fabric. I do love a thick fabric. It's tough in the summer, corduroy. I, I love the corduroy in the summer. The thicker in the summer, the better for me. You know, I wasn't the Michael Jordan of illegal abortions, John. I... I wasn't smarter than anyone else or more brave. I had to learn everything out of necessity. Once I knew I could help people, I couldn't turn away from the fact that I could. Is it weird to see this incredible undertaking you were part of in your 20s on screen and then to experience it again as a gam-gam going to your grandkids' soccer practice and doing Zumba at the Y? Zumba's so hard. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm the same person I was then, John. I'm, I'm not just some pro-choice vigilante, John, some kind of abortion Batman. You know, I was a kid who felt like she had nothing to lose. Now I have a family. I have a career. Big thing, I have nachos every Sunday afternoon. I have a sweatshirt with two kittens playing with a ball of yarn on it. Someone wooed at that. They have a matching one, I assume. Probably do. Got it at Aritzia. But I, I don't help Despite these things, these wonderful things that I found on the path of a life I chose. 
And no matter what five legal creeps say, we will choose our own paths because I control everything you see here from the cow catcher to the caboose yep. to all my other great body parts. And so does every gal guy in, in NB from Biloxi to Bismarck. I think I said that right. NB? You got it. Short for non-binary? Yeah, you nailed it. I'm still learning about trans. Education should never stop, John. I think you're cracking it. I think you got it. Thank you. I tricked you all into that applause for me. Back in my day, you know, they said all the same things about us that they say now, you know. They try to make us feel weak and soft and lazy and helpless and get us angry and hopeless. You kids have so much power. You can break this world in half with your bare hands if you want to, but only if you want to. You'll always be abortion Batman to me, Jane. Oh, gosh. You're a sweetie pie, John. <laughs> and please, let's be serious for a second. Okay. Everyone. You gotta be serious. Please, I am begging you. Yeah? Go see the beam. Okay. <laughs> ha ha, I know that was a joke, but now for the serious part. Get an Italian beef while you're there. Gotta get an Italian beef at the beam? Yeah, you gotta just ask for John. Different John. Different John. Yeah. And say he'll get me the Italian beef I need. Yeah, say it's from Jane. Say abortion Batman sent me. Yeah. I'd be like, what? Code word is beef boy. Beef boy. Yeah. Area mom, Jane Kaminsky, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Give it up for Kim Quinlan. Check her out on all of your beloved social media platforms, at Kim Quinlan. When we come back, gay news. Don't go anywhere. This is Love It or Leave It, and there's more on the way. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. And we're back! Everywhere we take this show, we do our part to make that place a little bit gayer. Luckily, Chicago, you're doing most of the heavy lifting. <laughs> Joining us now for a special deep dish installment of Gay News, welcome back to the show, Abby McEnany. Hi, Hi Abby. <laughs> What's up, Jeff? How you doing? Good to see you again. Oh, my God, good to see you, too. And also, I just got in trouble for being too loud backstage. It's like we're back in public again. I got in trouble. <laughs> Abby, thank you for being here. John, I'm very honored to be here with you tonight. Now, typically uh, with gay news, we say, but up, up, but up, but up, 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 gay news together. But because we're in Chicago, we're going to please join me in saying, but up, 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 Exactly. Are you ready? Um, born ready, motherfucker. Yes. But up, up, but up, but up, 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 Raven's Home, which is set in Chicago, made history with Disney Channel's first trans character, Nikki, played by actress Juliana Joel and introduced in an episode written by trans comedian Nori Reed. Okay, I take back all the stuff I said, Disney. This is good. You're doing solid post-LeFou work. President Biden last week awarded soccer player Megan Rapinoe the Presidential Medal of Freedom, the nation's highest civilian honor. 
Do you know how good you have to be at soccer to make Americans give a fuck? The woman should get a cabinet position. But up, up, but up, but up, the Bears. Duh, Red Stars. What do they do? It's a, it's a Chicago's female soccer team. Okay. You know, keeping it local. Got to keep it local. She said receiving the medal was the honor of a lifetime, or in other words, it was her lifetime goal. But up, 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 the Bears. The Red Stars. Okay. The Red Stars. NASA's release of spectacular new images from the James Webb Space Telescope has reignited calls to rename the telescope, which currently honors a former NASA administrator involved in the lavender scare of the 1950s when the Truman administration purged LGBTQ employees from the federal government. Oh, what a twisted James Webb we weave. <laughs> but up, but up, but up, the bears, the, the red stars. I mean, seriously. So I was like, found out about the Lavender Menace. I'm like, that would be the fucking ballerous nickname in the world. So like, I'd be at work and I'm like, <laughs> somebody would say something. I'd be like, classic Lavender Menace. It never picked up. I, like, <laughs> it, it, it didn't stick. I think, it's, I think it's a great thing to have you be called when you're not there. Like, hey, wait, wait, wait a second. Where's the Lavender Menace? <laughs> you know? It would be like, hey, where's that bitch who wants us to call her the Lavender Menace? It would be... <laughs> be more like that. Hey, you know that one who's hitting us over the head with that nickname we don't want to honor her with? Oh, but up, 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 the red stars. The butt bear. Okay. You're doing, you're doing so you're good. You're doing so good. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> Woo. Reset. We're not resetting. We're just powering through. Oh. Yeah. Not my forte. Okay. The Montana State Library Commission voted against a proposed logo for the Montana State Library over concerns that its prism design looked too much like a pride flag. Yeah, we wouldn't want to compromise the raw heterosexual energy of the public library. (laughs) We need to keep the library what it's always been, a place for red-blooded straight men to get together with their bros and quietly read. But up, up, but up, the bears. We're calling stars. that now. And quietly read. Nintendo Japan announced that it will provide equal benefits to employees in same-sex unions, even though same-sex marriage is banned by Japanese law. All employees will have to hit a block with their heads in order to receive their coins. But up, bears. You will never stop coming on this show till the day I die. Okay, but it's you can do no wrong. It's going to be the shows that you are like out of the country. Yeah, the guest hosted ones. (laughs) They're like, hey, we have a guest host. Enjoy, guys. My mailman. (laughs) Enjoy, uh, enjoy gay news with Guy Branham. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, what's he like? He seems like a delight. We got to keep going. Read this. Just read what's on your card. Read it out loud. You're you're a news reader. You're an anchor. Let's go. The right-wing Christian group One Million Moms, nickname in college. Nuh-uh. Okay. That was great. Okay. See, that's why it's all worth it. That's why we buy a ticket. <laughs> okay. The, <laughs> the right-wing Christian group One Million Moms has called for a boycott of Disney's new Marvel movie, Thor, Love and Thunder, complaining that it includes many LGBTQ innuendos and an abundance of euphemisms. Perhaps they'll prefer the sequel I'm working on, Thor. No innuendo, just queer fucking. Okay. But up, up, but up, 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 the bear. Cubs? In a deadline interview, Jane Lynch insisted that she wasn't deliberately avoiding working with Leah Michelle and Funny Girl. I adore her. She's just going to take the show and make it her own. I'm so glad she's getting the opportunity in real life to do the show and not just on Glee. Said Lynch, clearly reading from an egregiously misspelled blackmail letter. 
Can't get enough. It's wrong. It's wrong. It's wrong. But up, up, but up, 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 the bears. I, I, when I got this, I wrote a smiley face. That is so funny. Okay. Lynch also received an Emmy nomination for Outstanding Guest Actress in a Comedy Series for her role in Hulu's Only Murders in the Building, where she plays Steve Martin's character's stunt double. Martin Short stunt double Tom Cruise was oddly overlooked. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, but, but, but. I'm angry! <laughs> Democratic nominee for Illinois' 17th Congressional District, Eric Sorensen would be the first meteorologist in the U.S. House in nearly 50 years and Illinois' first elected LGBTQ congressperson ever. I mean, it is so awesome. There's still a lot of places in this country where it can still be very challenging to come out of the closet as a meteorologist. It's raining men, he said in tonight's forecast. Hallelujah. The bears. Oh, the bears. (laughs) (laughs) I'm loving it. It's not McDonald's. Fuck. Okay, wait. In May, Taco Bell did a series of drag brunches in major cities, including Chicago, hosted by Kay Sedia as part of their Live Moss Pride label. It's a nice gesture, but they shouldn't have scheduled it for brunch. It obviously should have been drag fourth meal. But I thought it about. I'm loving it. Oh, I'm loving. Oh, yeah. Okay. Demi Lovato wearing a wig with bangs said on Jimmy Kimmel Live that they hit their forehead on a large amethyst crystal and had to get three stitches. You got to keep your healing crystals separate from your wounding crystals. I've seen this happen too many times. Why do you think I'm still single? So white socks. Earlier this summer, Jesse Smollett sat down for his first interview since his release from jail on Sway in the Morning, where he claimed he didn't know about the backlash to his stage attack until a full year after it happened. I'm sorry, but I'm starting to think this guy might have a trouble telling the truth. But up, 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 And finally, Chicago is home to the Leather Archives and Museum, a museum dedicated, yeah! To leather, kink, fetish, and BDSM history and culture. And a fantastic little cafe, if you can figure out how to get some of that latte around the ball gag. <laughs> and, and that's gay news. <laughs> I'm a huge fan. Thank you so much. Abby McEnany, the and, best. Uh, John Come on. John Abby McEnany, everybody. I love her. She'll be back for hot takes. Yeah, yeah. Bro. Oh, that's right. I'm a- get out of here. Apologies. Apologies. When we come back, just truly chaotic good uh, when we come back praise the lord and pass them the lord and we're back look not to brag but i feel like i have a good handle on chicago you've got your architecture you've got your long-form improv you've got your river that you're forced to flow backwards and then dyed bright green as a fuck you to god but don't take my word for it please welcome back the wonderful ashley ray She's Hello. here to see how deep is the dish of my Chicago knowledge in a game we're calling Your Fugitive's Name is Dr. Richard Kimball. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. I just wanted to call it that. All right, here's so first of all, we have some Malort over here. Yes. Uh, you have a glass. I'm yeah, they going, said you're drinking from the bottle. I drink from the bottle. And that, I'm going to drink like a lady yeah. from a glass. Here's how this is going to work. You will quiz me on this fine city. For every question I get wrong, I'll be punished with a swig of the drink that puts the ill in Illinois, the mid and Midwest, the one and only, the revolting and putrid Malort. Yeah. 
But if I get a question right, I'm rewarded with a sip of my favorite local delicacy, the floral and smooth Malort. But when I get a question yes, right, baby. Ashley, you have to join me. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right, let me put these cards down so I can... Yeah, like, it's a lot to hold on to. Okay. Get my Malort on. Hold on, let me open this bottle. Let me, get, let me warm up a second. Just remind ourselves what it says on the bottle. Jepson's Malort has the aroma and full-bodied flavor of an unusual botanical. Its bitter taste is savored by two-fisted drinkers. Yes. <laughs> Here we go. Made from the finest wormwood along the Chicago River. Is that, that's I, not right. It, it is wormwood. I like to believe they just dig it up next to the Chicago River and then they strain it with rubbing alcohol. <laughs> and that's how you get Malort. And I know it seems like I'm doing something akin to but not technically pandering when I say I truly don't dislike this. I don't think I've ever tried to perform masculinity as part of this. I don't, I don't think that's the energy I've been bringing, especially lately. So when I say that I have a genuine fondness for whatever is going on inside of this bottle, I want you to know it's not because I'm trying to prove to Tommy and John how tough I am. Yeah. No. They know how tough I'm not. All right, I'm ready, Ashley. Yeah, okay, okay. Which baked good was born in Chicago? Cheesecake, brownies, oatmeal raisin cookies, or angel food cake? If you've biked or driven up Milwaukee, that's a hint. Angel food cake? Brownies. You invented brownies? God bless you. Yes! And that's why if you go down Milwaukee and hit downtown, it'll smell like chocolate, baby. Cool. Chicago. Oh, so I drink too. You got it wrong. No, wait. Do I, does she drink when I get it right or wrong? Right. right, right, right. Oh. oh, but you can drink if you want. I mean, I, I like Let's it, drink it too. Together. I honestly like it Here. too. Cheers to you. Cheers. That's home. That tastes like home. It, and by home, it, I mean a bar in Logan Square where I passed out. <laughs> That's what's up, babies. <laughs> it is a botanical. It does have floral notes. Maybe a little orange in there. Little turpentine. <laughs> Little pee. <laughs> it's poison. But so the what? good kind. What about 2022 says we shouldn't poison ourselves? Right? <laughs> yeah. I like when my alcohol does what I know it's doing to me. Yeah. Okay? Like, yeah. we don't need to pretend it's That's juice. exactly it's right. poison. That's a great thing to point out about this. This tells you how it tastes, what it's doing to you inside. Okay, there's no illusions here. Just like Chicago, we're a straightforward people. Exactly. Malort, here for a bad time, not a long time. <laughs> Are you ready? Ready. The tour bus of which band dumped 800 pounds oh. of human waste on an architectural boat tour. I know this. Wait, hold on. Don't help me. As it passed over the Chicago River in 2004. Don't help me. Don't help me. Don't help me. I'm going to get it. Hold on. Hold on. I'm going to say a couple things. Just do not cheer. I want to get through this without help. I'm just going to walk you through my thought process, but you got to be chill about it. Here's what's coming to me. Here's what's coming to me. Green Day. The stroke. You didn't listen. I was going to work okay. through it. I know that that's wrong. Something's telling me the strokes. No, but it's not the strokes. Something's saying Blink-182. Are you for real? This is like one of the top, most famous Chicago news stories. It's more famous than Barack Obama, honestly. It's like this happened, and then, right, Barack Obama. I can see. When you and say it. And then Kanye. It's like, come on. When you say I'm gonna, you're going to say it, I'm going to know it. It's like, it's like a band you'd never think you'd be like, but aren't they so polite? Like, don't they recycle? 
And instead, they had a bunch of poop crash into a bunch of tourists. <laughs> Wait, Dave Matthews fan? Yeah! <laughs> I had to give a hint because I want to drink too. Yeah, let's do it. Next question, Ashley. Okay, next one. And I hope you get this right. How many terms did your former boss, Barack Obama, serve in the Illinois Senate? Here's the thing, all right? So it's definitely one, at least. I will give you that. It's definitely one. It's not four. It's either one, two, or three. Our Senate, how long are Senate terms in this place? Four years? So it's not three. Two. It's three. Fuck. All right. We, we do have a follow-up to redeem yourself. Uh, which district did he represent? <laughs> Isn't it nice that I don't cheat? I really don't. I don't know what's going to be in hot takes. I didn't read the quiz cards in advance. They were sent to me by accident, and I flagged it. I could look like a fucking genius for you people. I could be here like, I could be here fucking fake pondering. I don't know. Did he represent, I, I don't know, the, the uh, you know, central loop. Did he represent the central loop? Okay. He, got, um, he represented uh, loop south. River, river yeah, north no. loop. Did he represent the L? Did he represent Tommy Lee Jones' area? Did he represent where the bus got hit by the train? Did okay, he represent I'm gonna, I'm gonna where the parade is? Did he re- I know all my references are from The Fugitive. Did he I, represent when he lived uh, underground no. in the Russian lady's basement? Maybe Polish, probably no. Polish. It's Chicago. But, let me give you, okay, so we, uh, our districts are numbered here. 17, 5, <laughs> 2, Four. Fuck, I'm drinking. It is 13, the 13th district. I so rarely get quizzed on this show. What a delight. Okay, you ready for the next one? You bet. What's the one city in the world that has more movable bridges than Chicago? Amsterdam. Trick question, baby. <laughs> no, I should. God damn it, I've worked on this show for five Nobody years. Has. Nobody does, of course. So many movable bridges. There it is. It's a trick question. Nobody has more movable bridges than Chicago. Okay, we're the Midwest. We are very accommodating. You want us to move that bridge? Okay, we'll move it. <laughs> oh, gosh, is that bridge oh, in the way? Oh, we'll gosh. get it out of there. Oh, oh, go- geez. oh golly, let me just oh, get that shoot. bridge right out of your way. I'm so Oops. sorry. Oh, oh, let me just move right past you. How do you think I did on my accent? Not good. Okay. I'm sorry. You know, there's like a, an earnestness in the oh that you really got to bring out. Ugh. Are you ready for your next question? You bet I am. Okay. Does ketchup go on a hot dog? Oh, no. No. It doesn't. It doesn't. Here's the thing. I want to just, a word on ketchup. Please. It's a children's condiment. It's a child's dipping sauce. Uh, it, I feel as though it had its moment. It was an impressive thing to create. I understand why it took off. It's salty. It's sweet. It's tangy. It's great with spice. a fry. Great, it's with, great a with a fry. But mayonnaise is better with fries. Mustard's better with hot dogs. I'm sorry. I don't agree with I'm that. I'm sorry. Ketchup is just, it's just too sweet. All right? And it's time we talk about it. Okay. I'm sorry. You got it right. So we don't drink? or we, Can we drink? Okay, let's drink. Next question. What was the original name of the Chicago Cubs? It was... The close, yes. 
the mitts, the 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 coog, the panther senators, the uh, the Corpio, the conditioner, yeah. the yeah. band. <laughs> what was Very it? Very close. The answer is the Chicago White Stockings. The White Stockings. Yeah. What's next? Okay, uh, this one I know the answer's right. I had it confirmed by Abby McEnany backstage beforehand, so I know it's right. Uh, what scientific device was famously developed and tested in a squash court on the University of Chicago campus? Oh, I'm going to know this. Nuclear. It's going to be something nuclear. It's going to be a nuclear something. A nuclear... A nuclear. so few nuclear things. A nuclear... A nuclear reactor. Yes! Yes. Huh? Not only Science. is University of Chicago Science. where fun goes to die, it is where you can also die. <laughs> so we drink. And so we drink. Next question. What was notable about 19th century Chicago resident H.H. H. Holmes? This is so hard. What was notable? John just let us know he doesn't read books. Um, I think that's been clear. What, wait, what, what 19th century? Oh. 19th century. Serial H. killer. H. Holmes. Yes! Serial killer. Devil in he the White City. America's Devil in the White City. I know the answer. I knew the answer. I knew the answer. So we drink. So we drink. Okay, next question. Why were more than 100 Chicago waiters arrested in a 1918 raid? 1918, was that, that was the year of the White Sox. Were they involved in the, in the baseball problem? <laughs> were they involved in your famous baseball problem? I, <laughs> your fa- yeah, yeah, the world famous Chicago baseball problem. There was a world famous, ba- okay, you know there was a world famous, which was, might not be that year, it might be 19, might be 18. And all, of course, all the waiters at the baseball fields. A bunch of waiters arrested all at the same time. Yeah. In Chicago, but not related to baseball cheating. Obviously, a stupid idea if you'd ever heard one before. I am now drunk. What is the answer? Okay. Yeah, not I, even I, know, wait, guess. But I know this. I know this. I oh, feel yeah. it you're in close. my brain. You're so close. But I, but I, I know, when you're going to, you should tell me, but I'll know when yeah, you Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's so close to the baseball problem. The answer is uh, they had been poisoning bad tippers, <laughs> which is amazing. No jury would convict them. No, they're amazing. Okay. I have one more question for you. Thank goodness. Uh, I say. I saved the easiest for last because you've gotten so many wrong. <laughs> so many uh, wrong. Oh, so no. I should have asked one for is, help. This one is honestly very easy. Okay. And finally. And finally. What is. What is. The bean's actual name. I know this. I know this. You should. Just let me. Again, don't help me. The don't sky. The sky. None the of you something, want to help cla- him because the, it's so the, It's obvious. something about the sky. I'm coming just out. It's something about the weather. It's the, it's like. Don't the, help him. The something Come in on. the sky. It's cloud. What's in the sky? It's clouds. <laughs> it's clouds. It's clouds. How did I get down here? Is it called the cloud? The cloud man? Cloud bean. Cloud. Uh. 
cloudy with a chance of It is bean. not the cloud bean. Metal, clean, metal cloud bean. <laughs> What's the answer? <laughs> What's the answer? Cloudy the answer bean. Is cloudy with a chance of beans. The- <laughs> I wish it was that, but the answer is Cloudgate. Oh, come on. What a bunch of pre- pretentious horseshit. It should be called, it's called Shiny Metal IP Bean. That's what yeah. it should be called. Intellectual property cloudy shiny yeah. bean. Did I win? No. <laughs> I won the game. <laughs> Ashley Ray, thank you so much. Oh, wait. When we come back, hot takes. Hot takes. Ashley, stick around. Before we get back to the show, Pond Save America is hitting the road again. We have shows in Nashville on Friday, August 12th. Atlanta on Saturday, August 6th, 13th, 13th. Got to do housekeeping before I drink a third of a bottle of Chicago's worst alcohol. It's your last chance to see us live this summer. Tickets are selling fast, so get yours now. Crooked.com slash events. Please welcome back to the stage, Allie, Kim, and Abby. Get back out here, please. Come join us. And now for a segment we call Hot Takes. You know how it works. We'll each have 30 seconds to defend a never-before-seen indefensible position as if it were our own. And the next day, the guests email the producers asking us to cut everything they immediately regretted saying. We've had a bit of a problem with hot takes. Getting it to air. Guests have been unhappy with their hot takes. That's why you've not heard all of them. We each get one skip, but beware what you skip. Leads to something that may just be worse. Let's see what's up first. Being twice nominated for an Emmy means nothing to me. Allie, that's yours. She hates it. Listen, you got to do it for the love of the game, you know? When I'm in there in my house working from home, typing on my computer, doing my little click clacks on the keyboard, I'm not sitting there thinking, ooh, am I going to win an Emmy? Ooh, am I going to be nominated for an Emmy? Ooh, am I going to borrow $70,000 worth of jewelry and wear it to a fancy party? I'm not thinking that. I'm thinking... Boy, I love the click-clack of this mechanical keyboard. Boy, I love my Herman Miller chair. Boy, do I love making the children of America laugh. Nice. Nice. That's what it's for. That's what it is. Let's see what's next. Oh, no. Nothing is more important than seeming cool. (laughs) Overt enthusiasm is tacky. Abby, take it away. life like live find your happiness coolness is idiotic because what is cool it's like um wait am i i can't remember what it said and um i mean live your life and like it might take you a while to find out that all that shit that the society tells you uh when you're growing up is bullshit and being overly enthusiastic is very tacky i'm told it honestly but i lean into it motherfuckers because you know what we gotta find happiness somewhere you did it you did it Let's great job, Abby. Whether or not love it, hates it, be overly enthusiastic if it brings you joy. Classic. I wish this was stronger. I made it weak because I knew I was going to bring drink. Oh, you're Jesus very smart. Christ. You're very so smart. much malort. Let's see what's up next. Never tweet ever. Don't do it, <laughs> Ashley. Wow, this is both a hot take and a message to Ashley from our producers. <laughs> Yeah, actually, I feel this is a personal attack. Um, Never tweet ever, don't do it. Honestly, yes. Tweeting is horrible and dumb. Twitter, when it was founded, they had one goal, ruining lives. Uh, And they've done it. 
They've done such a good job. It's horrible to tweet. Uh, it, you'll just uh, lose friends, career opportunities. And for what? So you can tweet, the bear wasn't that great. Uh, when they showed the Tribune building, it was the one in Oakland, not the one in Chicago. And you tweet something like that, and suddenly you're not getting hired on an FX show ever again. And so that is why tweeting is dumb. It's a really good point. It's a really good and important go. point. What's up next? There's nothing more comfortable than a Chicago day in July, 90 degrees, 100% humidity, pure, pure bliss. Kim, take it away. Listen, when I go outside, I want to be two things, a good person and sweaty. I want to be dripping wet. I want to leave puddles behind me everywhere I go. I'm interested why they picked this one for me. Do I seem like someone that hates sweating? Because I'm neutral. I would say I'm sweat neutral. Way to go. <laughs> Let's see what's next. I'm really looking forward to being 40. Middle age looks great. Here we go. Here's the thing. Being in your 30s is better than being in your 20s. I'm hoping that being in your 40s is better than being in your 30s. Now, the research suggests otherwise. The research tells us that in your 40s, you slowly get less and less happy. That the closer you get to 50, the more miserable you become. You spend your 50s pretty sad. Then you hit 60, you slowly start getting happier again. So your 70s and 80s, and you die old and frail and happy. And I'm obviously looking forward to that. But I am genuinely worried about being in my 40s because a lot of my life has been about a kind of boyish charm. And I don't really know what I'm going to do in my 40s because, like, I don't really want to age. I'm not into it. Like, I don't like the way my face looks now compared to the way my face looked five years ago. And I'm approving fewer and fewer pictures. It's actually a really hard and big deal for me. It's something I'm dealing with in therapy. And unfortunately, right now, I know my 30 seconds are up. I'm in the crowd. I'm making my way back to the stage. Because this is something I'm genuinely dealing with. And as I mentioned on a previous podcast, Dr. Christie did have a baby, and she's on parental leave, and she did say I can text whenever I want, but it's not something I'm going to abuse. <laughs> There's no stairs up here. i got to turn around. <laughs> and so, here's the thing. You know, someone said something to me once that was a quote from a book I didn't read. And the quote was, There's no such thing as a 30-year-old prodigy. And the problem I'm going to have is I kind of have an impish quality, a boyish charm. And again, as I said, you can't be 43 and like kind of like cute. That's not going to be cool. No one's going to be, there's no stairs here. <laughs> Here's the thing I'm going to tell all of you, because again, I did have fully half a bottle of Malort. I have gotten Botox several he times. Did. And I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to stop. That's what the money's for. I don't read the mattress ads for you. I read them for the Botox. Here's the thing that's important, and this is what I have to learn. I have to figure it out. The problem is, again, she's on leave, so we're on pause. Don't you love immersive theater? I can feel pretty good about the fact that I'm a young 40, but what does that fucking mean? That just means I'm going to get hit by the train a few minutes later. So it's like, the train is coming. i got to make my peace with the train. i got to figure out a new way to live that's not focused on the fact that I look kind of young. But right now, I don't have it. I don't fucking have it. And one day I will, but right now I don't. And that's what I wanted to say about turning 40. Um, 
And I, and I feel fine about it. And I feel pretty fine about it. That was about 30 seconds, right? About 30 seconds. Next up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> TV recapping is stupid. If you didn't watch, you shouldn't get to know what happens. Allie, take it away. Really, the best way to watch TV is on your phone in a blanket, and then something happens, and you can tell something that was like important because like all the characters are like whoa, and then like your boyfriend is like, oh my god, did you see that? And then you get to go, no, I did it. And then you get to say, just rewind it a little bit. I'll pay attention this time, and you don't pay attention that time. <laughs> you're still on your phone because you're like, what's going on on Twitter? And you're like, ooh, Bumble BFF lets you match with men now. It's like BFFs. That's kind of fun. And then you're like, oh my god, what did Ms. Marvel just do? <laughs> rewind it. And he's like, I just rewound it. And you're like, I know I'm going to pay attention this time, but you don't pay attention that time. That's the best way to watch television. That's the best way to watch television. Let's see what's up next. We should go back to not talking about mental health. <laughs> Suffer in silence, world. Abby, take it away. You know what, you whiny motherfuckers. <laughs> oh, you're having a hard day. You're clinically depressed. <laughs> I mean, you have mental disorders that people have mocked you about since you were tiny. You've been afraid your whole fucking life. <laughs> I mean, this is too much. Like, what if it just excerpted? I don't know. Oh, yeah. Uh, get over it, motherfuckers. Y'all, hang in there. It's, I mean, maybe there's a better place. Oh, no, John, I did it wrong. What are we doing here? Peace. Ah. Peace. An important message every day. What's up next? The golden age of TV is over. Movies are the rightful king. Ashley, take it away. Pass. Pass. What is what? Instead, will will Ashley face? Pass. The Midwest is called one. flyover country for a reason. Ashley, take it away. As a person born in Rockford, Illinois, I um. Thank you. As, as a true uh, daughter of, the, of Northern Illinois and the Midwest, obviously it is flyover country for a reason because we hate people from the coast. And <laughs> we don't even want them here. Fly over us, please. You're not going to respect or understand Chicago, okay? You're going to come from New York. You're going to come to Chicago. You're going to try to make a show about us, about a, an Italian beef stand in River North. It's not going to make sense. So you may as well fly over us. Leave us alone if you don't understand Chicago or the Midwest. It's a vi and also, if you're from Kansas, Nebraska, you're not the Midwest. You're not the Midwest. You're not the Midwest. <laughs> you're not. You are the Great Plains. And no one cares. No, you're and I, know, and I know why you want to appropriate the Midwest, because we're so great, but you're not. And we love being a secret little island of coolness in the Midwest that is beautiful. So fly over us. Fly, fly over, over us. us. We don't, yeah. Let's see what's up next. Front-facing character videos are the skinny jeans of online comedy. Colon. Over. Kim, take it away. I have made between one and 56 front-facing online videos. And what I have to say about them is I'm so sorry to anyone that's ever seen any of them. Front-facing videos are sad and depressing. There's no comedy. 
in the online world. We need to go back to magazines. <laughs> we need to go back to stories that people told around campfires. <laughs> the new world is over. Bring back the old world, but only in specific ways. Let's not get into that. <laughs> pass. Can, can I pass after I did it? Yeah. All right. Let's do, I think we'll do one more. I would cuck Clarence Thomas if given the opportunity. Now, as you all know, I have the gold star. And I've never been with a Ginny Thomas type. And I don't believe in this concept of cucking. This idea of the emasculation of men because of a, you know, misogynist and you know, gendered notion of the sexual dynamics inside of a relationship, but I bet he believes in it. <laughs> and if it would help my country to make Clarence Thomas feel very bad, and after a couple of espresso teenies at the fucking Bobby Vans with Ginny Thomas, an event and a pairing that seems impossible to conceive, the two of us ending up having drinks together at the Bobby Vans on 8th Street, okay, What's the worst that can happen? It's like throwing an icicle into a volcano. <laughs> you know what I mean? Why did you put that on the screen, Brian? I thought we had a nice collegiate relationship. I thought you liked working on the show. I thought we enjoyed working together to build something nice for people. Instead, I talk about sleeping with Jenny Thomas. I didn't want to, but I had to. Because of the rules of hot takes. Because I'm a little drunk. Because of a previous segment. He had it <laughs> and that's hot takes. Give it up for Abby, Kim, Ashley, and Allie. Thank you so much for being here. Incredible, incredible takes. Incredible takes. Thank you so much. When we come back, we're going to end on a high note. Raise your hand. I'm coming down to this area to do high notes. If you have a high note tonight, please raise your hand. I'm coming down. You don't want me to fucking change things. Don't get me drunk three quarters of the way through the show. Hi, what's your name? Lindy. What's your high note? My high note is I teach sixth grade, and I show up here tonight, and one of my students from 12 years ago is working, and he's doing great, and he's wonderful, and after three years of super hard teaching, you come and see it, and you're like, this is why, this is why you do it. That's so great. Thank you. Anybody else have a high note? Any high notes over here? High notes over there? I'm coming over there. I'm coming to you. I'm coming to you, sir. Hi, what's your name? What's your high note? Hey, my name is Mike, and my cousin's husband's brother came out to his family this week, and we went to dinner tonight. Hey, pretty good. Pretty good. I'm coming over there. Oh, what's your high note? What's your name, and what's your high note? I'm Colleen. This is my cousin, Maddie. Um, our high note is we hatched a plan like a year ago. We were going to move in together. She's going to law school. I got a new job. We got our keys to our apartment today. That's great. I'm coming over there. Hi, what's your name? What's your high note? My name is Megan, and my sister went into labor today. She is a surrogate in the only state in the United States where it is a felony to accept money for being a surrogate. And she's uh, in labor, so we're excited for her. That's cool. 
What's your name? It's your birthday. What's your name? What's your high note? My name is Rachel, and my high note is that it is my birthday, and I'm wearing this silly crown that my husband makes for all six of our daughters and for me. And why aren't you sitting in the same row as him? (laughs) Because this is my cousin who introduced me to your show, and when she said she was coming, I got so excited I forgot how to count to three. (laughs) Nice, nice, nice. I'm coming over there. Come over here, come over here, come... Hi, what's your name? What's your high note? Uh, my name is Eli. I'll hold the mic. I need to be able to bring it back if I things know, get out of control. I have a, a background in theater, so I was just... Yeah, no, I get it. Um, my high note is that my friend and I, my best friend, Krista, and I, we were doing a tour of um, Lake Michigan, and we figured out that you were going to be here uh, at the tail end of our show, uh, of, of our fucking... Tour. tour. Okay. Trip. Uh, and the word you're looking for is trip. We fucking made it here. Um, and also, next week, I start HRT. Oh, cool. That's great. Thank you for sharing that. I'm coming around. I'm coming through this row. Hi, what's your name? What is your high note? Hi, my name is Elena, and my high note is that I'm a little high with my friend Becca. Hell yeah. Let's do one more. One more. One more. What's your high note? Hi, my name's Malcolm. We're from Cape Town, South Africa. My wife and I are traveling from the East Coast to the West Coast, and we just lucked it into this awesome show. You just, you don't, do you know what this was? Do you know any idea? You had no idea what this was. Hell yeah. <laughs> Let's do one. I'm coming to you. I'm coming to you. I'm coming to you. Your hand was up. Hi, what's your name? What's your high note? Uh, hi, my name is Sophie. Um, my husband and I have been doing long distance for four years, so this is the first time we've been, we saw each other in uh, a month, and I also started a new job, so yay! Congratulations! What's your, high, what's your name? What's your high note? Hi, my name is Aaron. I'm here with my wife, Echo, and my high note is that my wife, despite growing up with parents that struggle with drug addiction, just graduated top 10% in her class at Michigan State University for law school. So congratulations, Echo. You're the best wife ever. That's awesome. Congratulations. I'm, coming, I'm, gonna, I'm just going back to the stage, and as I do, I'm going to pick a couple high notes out. Hi, what's your name? What's your high note? Quick. Hi, my name's Stacy. It is my birthday, and I'm turning 41, so I'm a little nervous about what you said about your 40s. Oh, sure. But um, my high note is I have a son um, named James, and James prefers to dress in dresses and is pink and beautiful and wonderful. And we live in Andersonville here in Chicago. And although I'm really scared, I'm really scared about raising him in a world that is how it is. He has so much love here in Chicago, and he is so proud and has no idea. I mean, he's so loved, and I'm so happy that I'm embracing him with this love. So thank you, Chicago, for what you're doing to my son. Thank you for sharing that. All right, let's leave it there. Thank you, everybody who shared high notes tonight. If you have a message about something that gave you hope, you can call us at 213-262-4427. That is our show. Thank you so much to Allie Bardwell, Abby McEnany, Ashley Ray, Kim Quinlan, the Chicago Gay Men's Chorus, everyone who shared a high note. There are 115 days until the midterm elections. Thank you, Chicago, and have a great night.
Love It or Leave It is a Crooked Media production. It is written and produced by me, John Lovett, and Lee Eisenberg. Kendra James is our senior producer, and Brian Semmel is our producer. Hallie Keeper is our head writer, and Jocelyn Kaufman, Pullavi Gunalan, and Peter Miller are the writers. Bill Lance is our editor, and Kyle Seglin is our sound engineer. Our theme song is written and performed by Sure Sure. Thanks to our designers, Jesse McLean and Caroline Haywood, for creating and running all of our visuals, which you can't see because this is a podcast. And to our digital producers, Normel Conian, Milo Kim, Mia Kelman, and Matt DeGroot for filming and editing video each week so you can. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home.